Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show where it's all about you and that wallet of yours. I want you to learn ideas from me so you can keep more of what you have. And we've had a, a year of a lot of storm activity around the country. Now a new hurricane bearing down on Louisiana and Texas with potential severe consequences. And we in the United States are experiencing such an increase in the number of severe storms of all types. We're having a lot of areas because of urbanization and suburbanization of areas of the country that used to be uh, more undisturbed. We're having more runoff, more flooding. And so this becomes a bigger factor for you with your home. Uh, We have a home that is not in a federally designated flood zone. But even though we have never experienced flooding, we have a creek that runs through our property, and we worry that maybe that could cause a problem. It would only beat our basement, but potentially it could. And so even though we're not required to, we have federal flood insurance. And so it, because we're not a federally designated flood zone, it is an inexpensive policy relatively. It's a few hundred dollars a year, where if you're in a federally designated flood zone, the cost of flood insurance can be extremely expensive. It covers a quarter million dollars in damage to your home. In the case of our basement, 25000 for damage to a basement. But the reality is the FEMA flood maps are not up to date. And a lot of us live in areas where we have a greater and greater danger of facing floods, but our mortgage company does not require us to have flood insurance because FEMA has not said we're in a flood zone. But wouldn't it be great to know how much risk, absolute risk, you're actually at at your home. Well, now there's a simple tool you can use called floodfactor.com. And you put in your street address, or if you're looking at buying a home and you want to make sure you don't buy trouble, you can put in the address of the home you're looking to buy. And for many addresses in the United States, it will show you two things. It'll show you, one, if you are actually on a FEMA flood zone map if you're not there's an x and then it will show you whether or not it recommends flood insurance and then the third factor is how likely at your address you are to suffer a flood interestingly enough at our address it recommends flood insurance which is something as i said i've already done 
even though in our case the risk is low. It's not a zero risk, but it is a low risk. Right? You can do this and figure out if you should buy the flood insurance, because remember, if you don't have flood insurance and your home floods, rising water, it's not it's not water coming in from the top, it's only water coming in from the bottom, is what's considered to be flood. Your homeowner's insurance does not cover you. They will wash their hands of it and tell you you are on your own. And that's why seeing your predicted likelihood from basically 0 out of 10 to 10 out of 10 is really, really useful. And knowing the numbers in this case is helpful. Now, whether or not the numbers are right for every home, you can see at floodfactor.com the methodology they use and see if you agree with what they say or you think they're wrong about your property and you ignore it. That will be your choice. Realtor.com is incorporating some of the most basic data from floodfactor.com. And if you use realtor.com to look at listings when you're looking at buying a place, you'll be able to see this without needing to go to Flood Factor. You'll just see the numbers. But if you want to see the full report on an address of a home you're considering buying, go to floodfactor.com. It's time for your questions you posted for me at clark.com slash ask. Producers Kim and Joel alternate. And Kim, you're up first. All right, we're going to stay on the natural disaster theme. And this is from Christy in Missouri. Christy says, we have an earthquake rider policy. We paid the premium in full according to the statement, which we did notice was lower than the previous year. Now we've received a statement saying that they miscalculated our premium and we still owe them $101. My husband does not want to pay this. Do we have any recourse? It depends on the regulations of insurance in the state of Missouri. Every state sets its own rules on the latitude that insurance companies are afforded. And when you have already paid a premium for a premium period, it will be up to your state insurance department whether or not the insurer is allowed to back bill you for an oops. So to ignore the bill would not be the right thing to do. To talk with your state insurance department would be the right thing and find out if this is an improper billing attempt by your insurer for earthquake rider or if they are allowed to balance bill you in this way. I didn't say if it was fair or not. All I can speak to is whether or not the insurer has the right to do so. Joel? Clark Kelly in Florida says, we are about to retire and possibly move from Florida to Virginia. Would it be smart to transfer our 401k to a Roth before moving due to state taxing of future withdrawals? We're almost 72. So your 401k, while you remain a resident of Florida, would not be subject to the state income tax since Florida doesn't have one. And you would face that in Virginia. If you can afford to pay the tax with funds outside the 401k, then this would be a fine strategy to move money to the Roth. In addition, because tax rates 
are lower today than they're going to be because of the massive federal budget deficits we've been running. It's better to pay taxes today sooner rather than later. Now, let me give you two exceptions. If your income overall is likely to be lower after you've moved to Virginia, what you might save in federal tax withdrawing money from a 401k later may be substantial enough that the difference between paying state income tax in Virginia and paying zero in Florida may not be important. So there are multiple factors to weigh, but always starting with, can you afford to pay the tax bill out of other funds you have and not from the money in the 401k? If you'd have to use money in the 401k to pay the tax bill, bill, you don't do the conversion and you just wait and over time take money out when you're in Virginia. You also have the partial answer that if you can afford the tax on a portion of moving the money from the 401k to a Roth, you could do that um, and pay the tax on that portion of the outside funds and leave the rest inside the 401k. Kim? Kevin in California says, we'll be purchasing a car for our 20-year-old college student very soon. We can pay cash, but would it be better for his credit for him to take out a small car loan and then have us as co-signers? Wonderful question in helping your 20-year-old establish credit. You're going to pay interest that would not be necessary otherwise. So the more effective way for the 20-year-old to establish credit is for you to add your 20-year-old as an authorized user on uh, one or two of the credit cards you have. And then if your 20-year-old is in college, they're eligible for a college student credit card, which has completely different standards for approval than a traditional credit card. So if you added uh, your 20-year-old as an authorized user months later, they could apply for a credit card. Failing that, doing your strategy with a very short-term vehicle loan would be a great way to establish credit. Make it ultra-short because it's only the purpose of establishing that a loan exists with a good payment record, and it will accomplish the purpose you're trying to have, have happen. Joel? Clark Bruce says, uh, Bruce is in Georgia. He says, my company filed an unemployment claim with the DOL on April 6th due to hours being cut. I haven't yet received any of my unemployment, though. I've called every number I can find, and I haven't been able to talk to anyone. I leave messages. No one returns phone calls. I'm at my wit's end, Clark. We're going on four months, and I've heard nothing. So is there anything you can suggest? This is brutal, and we've heard this repeatedly from listeners in Florida and Georgia more than any of the other 48 states, maybe more from Florida and Georgia than the other 48 states combined. It's been a terrible, terrible breakdown in unemployment insurance payments in those two states. What I have recommended for people in Florida and Georgia, as well as anywhere else, you have problems getting your unemployment is to contact your member of the state legislature of the state house or state senate and they have the ability to get people at the department of labor to pay attention in ways that they have not listening to you or actually ignoring you 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Julia joins us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Julia. How are you today? Oh, hello, Clark. It's uh, I've been listening to you for about 20 years, ever since I came to the United States. So this is pretty amazing to be able to speak with you. <laughs> well, well, this is great to have you here. And, and uh, where did you come to the United States from 20 years ago? Uh, I came from Russia. <laughs> All right, you are the first Russian immigrant of my life who speaks with no trace of accent. How did you pull that off? Oh, you'll be able to hear it in a minute. <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty amazing. Do you know that I am, um, well, if you go with the old Soviet Union, I'm half. If you go just with Russia, I'm one quarter Russian. Oh, amazing. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm Russian, quarters, I'm so. Russian, Lithuanian. <laughs> Polish and Austrian, one quarter awesome. each. Now you speak all these languages then, right? <laughs> Not a word of any of them. All four of my grandparents were born in Europe. So I, I speak nothing except uh, terrible English and really bad Spanish. And that's all I got. <laughs> we'll get you through the signs. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Well, how can I be of service to you today? Well, I uh, I have a dilemma here, so um, I'd like to get a, a home uh, backup generator because um, I have an adult son who has a special needs. He lives with us, so he's about he's twenty two, and uh, the last we live in the hurricane area, so um, every time there's a hurricane, we lose power. Not for long, couple of days maybe. But he's just not able to, you know, he has medical issues where he needs, uh, he cannot be in the heat. So, um, so I was just thinking that we probably should get a home generator, a home backup generator. And, and people so are buying, I, you know, with the increase in storm activity on the coasts in the United States, people have been buying generators like crazy for um, a number of circumstances. Yours could be life and death, right? Well, a rather more extensive medical situation that would happen. So okay. not death, but uh, but rather that hospitalization. Okay. And what I'm looking into is, you know, one of those uh, um, whole house home generators that connect to our gas line. So I'm likely turns on uh, if we have an issue at night, you know, so... But um, I was just thinking about how to finance it. Um, I am active duty military, so... Well, thank you for uh, your service. Well, thank you for yours, <laughs> Clark. Uh, I appreciate all the uh, time that you put in, in into uh, military. Thank you. But uh, so as a part of it, we have a great opportunity with the credit card offers. Not offers, but I have a credit card I've had for... I mean, uh, probably 15 years. So now that I'm in the military, I get a 5.9 rate. Uh, 
So uh, I could use that, but then it means that my credit get reduced or um, goes through the company that installs those generators and uh, where they offer through their own uh, banks. Um, but the similar offers for the same AP, the similar APRs, but I'm just not sure if I should take away from my credit or add to it. So you can borrow money at like 6% from the company that would install the generator? Yes, they have different offers, 6% or 9.9% or just use my credit card with the 5.9. All right, so I would say if you can get 6% from the generator company, just do that. If you, okay, well, it means I have to apply for new credit. That's okay. Uh-huh. Unless you're buying a home in the next little while or something like that, that won't be a problem. I just did refinance my house, so... Yeah, uh, so you're A-okay. I just, I just closed. Okay. Yeah, so that's fine. Okay. So you could, um, you know, and if they don't approve you for a 6% rate, then just use your credit card at the 5.99. And Got that it. would be a very reasonable interest rate a great rate to be able to finance the generator and i'll tell you we've had a generator for um 24 years and it has been great we live in an area that we have frequent power outages we just had one last week for almost a full 24 hours and having that generator is outstanding in your case it's important medically but just on top of it, you'll love having the reliability of having power when the power company has not been reliable. And once again, thank you for your service. Thanks for taking time out of your day to be here with us. We're on the Clark Howard Show. It's about you learning ways to save more and spend less. And don't let anyone ever rip you off. I have a rip-off alert for you coming up in just seconds. Our websites are Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com. You know, in a time of employment disruption like we're in, with very high unemployment in the United States, 50 million people at some time or another over the last five months facing unemployment, today still uh, somewhere around maybe 20 million people unemployed, a lot of insecurity in the workplace people are saying, wait, maybe I need to do something different. And people have been in greater numbers than normal looking at potential new job skills, new careers, new training. And that is, on balance, a great thing. But I want you to know there are a lot of really scuzzy, rip-off training centers that have opened up that charge extremely high tuitions for what you get. Tuitions that can be tons more than the same program that might be offered at a state-supported technical college. But what they're telling you, and there's a, a new alert I read from one of the consumer groups about what they're telling people, is they're telling them they can take out a six-month same-as-cash loan at no payments required for six months. It's like the furniture and appliance ads. But the problem is when the six months are over, 
if you haven't paid back your entire borrowing for the loan taken out, the interest is retroactive to the first day, just like it is with most no-no-no plans. Now, who's behind these loans that the ripoff training programs are offering? PayPal and Synchrony. PayPal Credit, in an example right on their own website, shows the interest rate on a typical one of these ripoff things is 25.49%. So they get you hooked at the school or through the PayPal cooperative effort with Synchrony that, hey, you don't have to pay anything right now. A lot of the programs being offered are phenomenally expensive. The jobs you can get, in many cases, are not high-paying jobs at all. And so this is a recipe for disaster for you because you could end up owing for years and years and years massive amounts of debt with big payments due and huge interests that you will pay over the years. The cost of the programs typically uh, can be higher than what you're actually going to be able to earn in a job if you get a job with whatever they're training you in. So please, it is so easy today to borrow money for a training program, a certificate program, whatever, that the lure of a potential new career or job, we miss the big picture, which is what we're obligating ourselves to that could be a ripoff. Remember to look elsewhere. Now, let me tell you something. These ripoff certification programs and training programs are very friendly to get you. They're very available, and they answer all your questions, blah, 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 and they call you to follow up. Are you ready to sign up and all that? You try to attend a state-supported technical college. Uh, following up with you, that's not their thing. Being warm towards you, not their thing. Calling to check on you, definitely not their thing. You have to take the initiative, but in many states, the training programs will be free or a so low cost that it will allow you to get a new skill, train for a new job, and not run up any debt obligation at all. And speaking of debts, I wanted to give you an update on a question we had the other day based on the president's executive orders about student loans after the failure of the Congress and the White House to reach a deal on a new stimulus law. So the executive action now has a provision for borrowers that are in public service loan forgiveness programs. This was something that was unclear and has now been clarified by the White House and Many workers with the enrolled in the public service loan forgiveness program will have the benefit of being able to not make payments and also have credit towards their 120 monthly payments 
that you're supposed to make for public service loan forgiveness. So this is great. You get money forgiven and you don't have to make payments through the end of the year. So that's the latest update on it. Make sure you read the rules so you do everything exactly right yourself. It's time for your questions you posted for me at clark.com slash ask. If I remember right, Kim, it's your turn. You are correct. This is from Laura in Connecticut, and this is just a reply to a question that you took last week about somebody buying an engagement ring. And Laura has a really good suggestion. She wanted you to know that her sister's husband proposed while traveling abroad. And rather than bring the real ring with him, he bought a nice but inexpensive ring for the proposal. After she said yes, they went together to pick out a ring. Since then, I've heard of several others who have quote unquote travel ring stories. What a great idea. I've never heard of that. So that's a that's a brilliant idea and solves a, a world of potential issues with buying an expensive ring before you pop the question. Joel? Clark Shirley in California says, I have an older central AC unit that I get serviced twice a year. The repairman says it's doing pretty good, but when do you think I should replace that and how do I go about shopping for a reliable unit when it's time? Shopping for central air is not an easy thing. Uh, If your unit is much older, it may be a more significant decision on your part than just replacing the outdoor unit. You may also need to update equipment inside your house at the same time, or a very efficient outdoor unit may lose its efficiency because of the mechanicals inside uh, that make up the whole HVAC system not being modern enough themselves. So this is always a dilemma with an older air conditioner Do you limp along with it and pay what would be higher electricity bills while you wait for it to get to a point where it's croaked or well past its useful life? Or do you lay out the bucks now to update that with a new unit? This is a decision that I can't make for you, but in California, the electricity cost is so significantly higher than it is in most of the United States that it would tend to make it a better decision to replace a unit earlier rather than later. I don't have a central place to direct you to find information on how to select a uh, whole house air conditioner unit, air conditioning unit replacement. So the best scenario I can give you is to get at least three quotes that are thorough and what companies would recommend that you do to replace the aging unit you have at your home. Kim? Brian in Georgia says, we're planning a dream trip across America with multiple hotel stays and we're wondering how do we get the best deals? Would that be via a travel site or would we be booking with the hotels themselves? To be honest, we'd really like to get some free hotel stays if possible. So the free hotel stay thing is uh, if you're staying multiple nights, there are a number of offers right now with the weakness in bookings 
where hotel chains have been offering pay for two nights, get a third free. We have information for you on that on our travel deals page that we have for you on our websites. In addition to that, though, actually, I would say in lieu of that, I am a strong believer in booking hotel rooms on Priceline. Priceline, because of the coronavirus, has very liberal policies on being able to book great deals but not be committed to them till late, close to when you're going to travel. And the savings on booking with Priceline, I mean, they're just enormous. I do at least 90% of my bookings for hotels on Priceline, and it continues to save me a lot of money. My oldest brother recently was on a cross-country drive, and he and his wife were able to save a fortune booking their hotels as they went across the country using Priceline. So uh, Priceline's not the only tool of the trade, but booking at hotel websites or direct with the hotel generally will not get you the kind of deals you would get with Priceline or Hotwire. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Brian's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Brian... I understand you're a fellow member of Navy Federal Credit Union. I am. And uh, I'll tell you, I actually think that they are a very consumer-friendly uh, financial institution. They are the largest credit union in the world. And they have, in spite of their extremely large size that puts them as the equivalent of a fairly large bank, they don't behave like a bank. I mean, they are... I've- They are a a wonderful co-op. You know, credit unions are owned by their members, and Navy Federal has been true to those principles. And now that I've said that buildup about Navy Federal, are you calling about a problem with Navy Federal or something good? Well, in my opinion, it's something good because, um, I see, I've gotten into a little bit of credit card debt. Not proud of it, but, you know, I've been... uh, yeah, you know, I used to have a couple of streams of income, but I lost one of my income streams uh, this past year and uh, been going through a little bit of career transition. But uh, things are good now, and so I'm just working on paying down the debt. And I was beyond the one-third of my uh, credit limit rule, and I was beginning to notice that this was, this was uh, bringing my score down on credit karma because um, I'm the type of person that keeps on top of that sort of thing. And uh, so this came as a positive surprise for me because I, I uh, looked in the mail and I had something from Navy Federal about 
and increased my credit limit to the tune of $4,000, uh, which was perfect for me because it, it brought my overall limit such to the point that now the, the, the revolving uh, balance that I've been maintaining is below that one-third rule, right? So um, I figured I'd share that with you and your community because you've, I've noticed that uh, several people called in recently about their limits being reduced without notice and this is you know, causing problems for some people. Sure. Do you have any ideas to why Navy Federal might be going against the grain on that? I guess that for whatever reason, they look at your credit profile and credit history and experience with yeah. them, and they decided that you are not an, a dangerous risk for them. How many years have you been a Navy Federal member? Oh, gosh. It's funny. I was, uh, I'm was i a veteran of the Navy, but I was originally a, uh, a member of Navy Fed as a dependent, when my father was in the Navy. So I've been with them for over 10 years now. Well, so you probably have had a very good uh, track record with them over the decade, and they've decided that you're worth the risk, and they were willing to give you an extension of a credit union, uh, credit limit. And that's part of the difference between a credit union and a bank. A credit union is there for the members that own it, where a bank... It's only allegiances to the stockholders. And Navy Federal is a very aggressive credit union. You know, they have 9 million members in the United States. And one of the things they've done recently is, I don't know if you've heard me mention this, they have an offer right now for Navy Federal members where for the next four years, you can get a credit card. This is for people who don't run balances that gives you 2% cash back on all purchases. And it's a great offer, pretty much mimicking what people get from the city double cash. And so it's just another benefit of being a credit union member. So I'm glad to hear that when you got a little pinch that they were with you, how are you doing on a path to reduce that outstanding amount of debt? Well, it's tricky because I live in a high cost of living area and my income is fairly mediocre, so not so great. <laughs> okay, then I'm going to make a suggestion to you at this point that uh, may not feel relevant to you, but I'd love for you to talk with someone. You can do an online session with the National Foundation for Credit Counseling. They offer mm. free advice on how to manage your money, and they may find ways for you to reduce your spending a little that'll help you keep that debt from getting out of hand. Yeah. Can I ask you a personal question since I have you on the line? Sure. You know, I've been listening to you for years now, and something I just learned about you is that you majored in, this has nothing to do with personal finance, by the way. I just discovered that you majored in urban studies uh, in university. Any uh, ideas? I what was that all about? <laughs> so here's the scoop. I went to college to um, study government and politics, and I developed uh, a fascination with being uh, a city manager. There's a lot of communities, a lot of counties have a county manager where you learn uh, how to run a local government, and mm-hmm. it's interdisciplinary. I took police science courses. I took um, education courses. 
land use planning courses, just everything you deal with the nuts and bolts of managing a city or a county government. And that's what I thought I wanted to do with my life. And I've never been anywhere near it. And then I got a master's in business. But well, there, well you've there, had a good second career. Maybe a good third career for you would be to come to New York and uh, tell this Mayor DeVazio clown how to run a city. <laughs> <laughs> I think that my, uh, my days of being involved in that kind of thing are way over. <laughs> You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks for joining us today. The Clark Howard Show is produced by Kim Drobes, Joel Larsgaard, Deborah Reese, and Jim Ayers. And remember, 24 hours a day, we're there to serve you at Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com.